Hey, I'm Andrew. And I'm Chris. We're the host of True Believers, a comic book podcast, our weekly show about all things comics. Welcome to our sixth episode. In episode five, we went back to the future state. And because we're liars, in this episode, we actually read Teen Titans Raven. We fully intended to make an episode about the DC Nation shorts from 2011, but we both thought that it would be a better bonus episode um, once we get around to doing those. And we had already planned to make an episode on this book. And on Teen Titans Beast Boy before or like coinciding with the release of Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven. Right. And like we previously said, the Teen Titans are a comic, a DC Comics superhero team created in the mid 60s by writer Bob Haney and artist Bruno Grimiani, consisting largely of the sidekicks of major DC superheroes. It was canceled and it was revived several times until it really became successful in the 80s under writer Marv Wolfman and George Perez. Wolfman and Perez created Raven, and the company premiered her in a special insert in DC Comics Presents number 26 before she took on a major role in New Teen Titans. As the daughter of a demon father, the monstrous Trigon, and a human mother, Arella, Raven is gifted with many magical powers and over the years has become a powerful sorceress. To prevent Trigon from using her to destroy the world, Raven reformed the Teen Titans. Robin, Kid Flash, Wonder Girl, Starfire, Cyborg, and Changeling now known as Beast Boy, as the new Teen Titans to defeat her evil father. Teen Titans Raven is the first graphic novel in the Teen Titans series for DC Inc., an imprint of graphic novels directed at young adult readers by Cami Garcia, co-author of Beautiful Creatures and artist Gabriel Piccolo, who has been posting his casual and modern redesign of the Teen Titans on his Instagram since literally like 2016. Um, The synopsis of the book is, when a tragic accident takes the life of 17-year-old Raven Ross, foster mom, and Raven's memory, she moves to New Orleans to live with her foster mom's family and finish her senior year of high school. Starting over isn't easy. Raven remembers how to solve math equations and make pasta, but she can't remember her favorite song or who she was before the accident. When strange things start happening, things most people would consider impossible, Raven starts to think it might be better not to know who she was in her previous life. But as she grows closer to her foster, her new foster sister, Max, her new friends, and Tommy Torres, a guy who accepts her for who she is now, Raven has to decide if she's ready to face what's buried in the past and the darkness building inside of her. Andrew, did you like Teen Titans, Raven? Um, I, okay, everyone who knows me knows that I love Raven, so I was really excited to read this book. Um, I didn't know this book came out in 2019, though. It came out in January of 2019. I know because I bought it for myself for my birthday. I'm sorry. I just lied to you. It came out in June of 2019. But either way, it was like, so this is going to be like a series, right? Because they had, after this one, they had Teen Titans Beast Boy. And then after that, they're going to do Beast Boy Loves Raven, which hasn't come out yet. And it's been like two yeah, it comes out in September. I think in a couple of weeks, actually. Yeah. Which I, I didn't know about any of this until you like pointed it out to me. But either way. Yeah, I didn't know it was going to be a series either. I kind of thought they were just doing something new. And to be completely honest, I would not have read it if Garcia and Piccolo were not attached to the project. Because the only reason Andrew is aware of his art is because I meticulously send it to you every single time he posts the team site. Yes, so Raven, though, she is a half-demon. Half-demon, Demon, yeah. I didn't do it on purpose, but I liked it. Um, she's the half demon whose father is like Trigon, which we talked about in our last episode of Teen Titans Go, right? No, our last episode was the Future State episode. So uh, in our episode oh four, my God, okay. 
In our fourth yeah. episode, we talked about that. Um, we didn't talk about how Trigon is like mega evil and how he like he's like Peter Quill's dad from the Guardians of the Galaxy movie where he's just like having kids and he's like, I'm going to take over the world with my kids, except he doesn't kill the kids. I think he just kills everybody else. First of all, I want to know what kind of like I've never like listened because this came out in the 80s. But I just want to know, were these consensual relationships like, did these women decide to lay down and make a child with the demon? Or, like, you know, because when people be like, oh, I'm half such and such, I'm like, by choice? So didn't her mama Rella, though, like, she did it by choice. Like, she wanted to have sex with Trigon because she thought it was, like, some demonic pact. Was that a thing? Uh, listen, yeah. I'm going to have to fact check this for the notes. I don't want to claim that if that's not the truth. But I feel like I definitely read that somewhere. I hope not, because if so, that bitch is dumb. Thanks, ma'am. I know, like, when I tell you all the Teen Titans who, like, who had to fight Trigon, I'll be like, thanks, bitch. Yeah, thank you for doing this. Because, you know, like we just said, this man is mega evil. He's basically one of the most powerful demons out there. And Raven has her whole, her, that's her whole thing. is like trying to stop Trigon from coming back. Because Trigon wants her powers or needs her powers to come back. And he wants to take over the universe slash world with her. And her brothers. She has brothers um, in the comics, but they're evil. So it doesn't matter. Her real brothers are the Teen Titans that she found along the way. That's right. That's her real family. Not this guy. And like, because her brothers are like the seven deadly sins, right? Like, or something. I don't know. We didn't do a lot of research before this episode, honestly. This is just, you know, decades of comic book knowledge that we have. So it's vaguely shaky. Sorry. Oh, true. Yeah. I don't know what like this story i don't know what like raven's backstory is except for trigon so she might not even have brothers in this story i don't really know yet because we didn't do a lot of research and there's only two issues the other issue is beast boy yeah and andrew's andrew literally just read these so or he just started beast boy and um i'm really excited for him to see what beast boy does i i really think they did a really good job of bringing the heat i actually wanted to share a little bit of the dedication from the inside of the book with everybody um well, not, I don't know if it's really dedication. It's more like a letter from the author to the reader. Um, she said... Um, yeah, I loved it. I read this letter too, and I loved it. It was so sweet. She said, when DC Comics approached me about writing for them, the Teen Titans came to mind. Why write just one book when I could write a series about a group of badass teens, beginning with my favorite member, Raven? In the DC universe, Raven has to fight to define herself and overcome the hand life dealt her. I wanted more readers to meet her because the odds are usually stacked against her, but she never gives up. She's a fighter like so many of you. And that actually does echo into her previous work, like in Beautiful Creatures, which it sounds really silly when you say it out loud. So nobody's allowed to make fun of me for being obsessed with this. But basically in this family of witches, everybody is either good or evil. And you don't know if you're good or evil until you turn 16. And they have this strange ritual in the dead of night under the moon where you find out your real name and if you're evil or good. But, like, they live through their whole lives with a fake name. And... <laughs> that is sad as shit. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, and then, so Lena wants to be with this boy named Ethan, who's, like, a regular mortal. And they have to, like, fight to be together over the course of, like, four books. And then there was a spinoff series about Ridley, my favorite character. Um, but the fact that she had already had those ideas about, like, predestination versus destiny, like, your choice and your agency and your own fate, and she carried that over really well into Teen Titans Raven. <laughs> I liked that, like, she's definitely a fan of the character Raven and wants to give her, like, a new, 
what is the word like and shine a new light on her kind of you know i think that's cool yeah and i i love it because if you follow us on the twitter i just said the other day that raven this character deserves better (laughs) because they always always raven is the one that always gets fucked over the worst in every every situation so i am excited to see where this one goes because this comic book starts off like bad right it starts off with she is with her her and her mom are in a car accident and i don't know if you noticed this there's very little color throughout the whole book which is really cool but they're in a car accident because somebody runs a red light like you can clearly see this red light yeah there's this is like not a lot of color going on but like they put color into the red light to show that like it wasn't their fault that they got in this car accident no literally they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and then somebody like not only did they t-bone their car and kill raven's mom they just drive away then they drove away. And so this was Raven's adopted mom. She was going to sign the papers. And like, we don't know what they tomorrow. were arguing about, um, possibly about Raven being a demon, uh, because it's only like a tiny hint. And she's Raven's thoughts are like, wow, she still wants to go through with the adoption. Like, girl, yes, she love you. Which has stupid ass. Which is stupid ass. It was cute, though. So it starts off bad because her mom just dies. And then she gets amnesia from this and doesn't remember anything. Which is like, you know, horrifying. Can you imagine getting amnesia from something like that, not knowing? Do you know how pissed off I would be to have amnesia? What if I had amnesia and I turned into a whole different person? Because I only became mean in high school. You know what? Maybe I do want amnesia. I'd be like, where am I? Imagine not going to work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, can you? Hold on, wait. Because I hate my job. Can you get money from having amnesia? (laughs) That has to be a disability, right? It has to be. I'm not saying I want to have amnesia, but I'm saying like if you hate your life and your job and your circumstances, <laughs> I'm saying maybe it could be a way out. I There's would definitely <laughs> this I, I'm something of a city girl myself. I would definitely slip and fall and get a slip and fall set settlement. And then while I slipped and fall, fell, I would crash into a glass door and then claim that I had a head injury and couldn't remember nothing. So I'm Got getting it. my settlement plus my slip and fall into a glass door got traumatic brain injury money i'm getting money for that then my slipping i'm up see i got it see listen maybe amnesia (laughs) is not the worst thing your mom dying that's you know horrifying but you know on the upside no there's no upside i was about to say on the upside she can't remember it but there's really no upside the only upside really (laughs) is that she gets placed with um with her mom's uh family and they're in New Orleans. They take her over there. And like, of course, we'll take Raven. You know, obviously, my sister loved her, period. And it's like in three weeks. So three weeks ago, you were in a car accident that kills your mom. And then three weeks later, you don't remember shit. All your shit has been boxed up and sent to New Orleans from I don't even do they even say where she was at the beginning? No, I don't think they do. I no, think... they do. In the first panel, they're in Atlanta, Georgia. Are they? Because that's yeah. where Beast Boy is right now. Yeah. Huh. But what's yeah. funny is they don't meet each other until they start traveling, which sorry, that's spoilers. Um for well, I mean, it's not even spoilers for Teen Titans Beast Boy. It's spoilers for Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven from the little bit of uh little bit of a hint, the preview that they gave us. I couldn't think of the word preview, okay. so I was gonna come up with an answer. Um what I really like about the book, the fact that there's very little color, it becomes really apparent when you notice the only person who has consistent who is consistently colored is Raven. Also, I didn't mm-hmm. notice that her mom was black um when I was reading the first couple panels because she's everything's gray and the only thing that's colored is like Raven's hair. But then when they show the mom's sister, I was like, Oh, they're black. Oh yeah, definitely. Because you see her 
new foster sister, right? Are there, is that even a foster sister? Is that legal adoption? Listen, I don't know. I don't, I don't really know. Because she's 17. So she's about to turn 18. I don't know. Either way. Either way. But yeah, Max and Max and her mom, like, they're both natural queens. You see that. What really should have been a key that her mom was black, though, is the fact that they were in Atlanta, Georgia. Honestly. Like, honestly. I, I was like, you went from Georgia to New Orleans. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Okay. So, yeah, now she's living with her mom's or her mom's sister, her aunt, and her daughter, Maxine, which is the aunt's daughter. What is the aunt's name? Why can't I? It's Natalia. I had to look it up, too, because I was Natalia. like, I missed it. I missed it. She's uh, Natalia Navarro. Natalia Navarro. So it's really cool. So she's living with them. She gets a box of her old stuff back from the police, I think is what they said, right? Yeah. And anyone who knows Raven has a little keen eye, right, when they're looking at this box that she gets back. Because she opens the box, and it is her little chakra gym thing except yeah, but it's a one. necklace it's a necklace now so she puts it on because there's a note saying that this will be important later basically which is kind of good though because like low-key i feel like as a white person raven really could not be sitting up with this gym on her face in these day and age because we'd be like listen miss gwen stefani you need to take that off because we're not we're not cultural appropriating today yeah you know i've always kind of thought that that was a thing with raven but it, you know it was made in the 80s so I mean, yeah, and I, I don't think they meant it like that. It was just yeah. like, oh, it's in her face. You know what I'm saying? It just, it made sense for it to be there. Yeah. It's like a sixth eye kind of thing. Or th- sixth eye, third eye. Oh, wow. Who, for a sixth eye for who? Trigon? Sixth eye for Trigon. That's yeah. a fifth eye. So any, either way. So she's like 17, right? So she goes to school with her little necklace on. And this necklace, it, I think it kind of like, because you know Trigon's in the gym. Everybody knows that, right? Like, everybody yeah. knows Raven knows Trigon's in the gym, who is, again, her demon father. And so she goes to school, and I think that this gym kind of, like, helped her manifest her powers, right? No, it seems like they had already been manifesting before when we read through the book. Um, but she doesn't have any memory of that. It's literally been, like, three weeks since her accident. And I'm like, damn, she had to go right back to school? Oh, right. It's been three weeks. And because... I don't know. We'll get into that part later. That makes sense, though, because the aunt and the sister, foster sister, were now sharing because they were shielding their thoughts. So then Raven wouldn't have known that she could read minds because that's what happens when she goes to school. She starts realizing she can read minds and she's like reading everybody's mind. She starts getting a headache. She's like, this is not fun. Not only did she start getting headaches, she starts just doing stuff to people like this one girl is mean. She's like, I hope she trips and uh, breaks the tooth. And then this girl like she almost bit concrete it was like oh and then she caught herself and then raven was like i hope you choke on that and then she was like "Ah, ah, ah." and then she choked yeah because this girl was being a a bully but trigon was also kind of pushing her to do it and he was really pushing her like it's like every time she slept he was like i know you can hear me i don't know that was my kevin michael richardson impersonation it was really horrible but whenever i think about trigon i just think about him i mean it was because trigon was like trying to push this girl to die like be dead dead so um the necklace who was her chakra gem and then trigon is like girl you let me out let he's like literally harassing her to the point where it's like he's it's like that one gif where it's like the guy shaking on the gates and he's like let me, <laughs> let me in. that's what it's like because he's trying to get out but he's no it's it's like that bitmoji I always send you when you're late to record. You know, the one of me, like, 
sitting down on the bed while you're in it, like standing over you. That's literally what he's doing. Literally, because every time she's asleep, he's in hit her mind, basically like, oh, I'm getting there. I'm getting closer because and she, man, she doesn't remember anything. Right. So she doesn't know anything. So it's a lot easier for Trigon to try to finesse his way out of this. And then her powers are controlled by her emotions. So the more emotional she gets, regardless of what the emotion is, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm breaking through, breaking, breaking, breaking through. Yeah. Because, again, she doesn't know that she can't be showing emotion because she's got amnesia. So she's sitting up here, like, she's getting mad at school because this one girl's a little bitch. And then she meets this cute little guy, you know, whatever. He's giving her candy bars and stuff. He's like, I don't know what your favorite candy bar is, but let's find out. She was like, I don't know. And then he was like, (laughs) he was like, you don't know if you want it? Or he's like, I don't know if I like candy bars. I was like. And she runs out the gym. I was like, okay, (laughs) okay. Listen, when I was reading I Am Not Starfire, which I thought was horrible, what I thought was so funny was that the little girl thought that her mom couldn't relate to her because she was goth or whatever. And I was like, your mom's best friend is literally the OG goth baddie. Like, she's literally been dealing with this since she was a kid. No one is more goth than Raven. They grew up together. Starfire and Raven did. Like, come on. I am Starfire. I don't plan on reading that. You literally, you know, we're going to read it. You literally almost directly quoted the the freaking battle song from Teen Titans Go to the Movies, the one that I kept trying to get you to watch. Raven is like, I'm as dark as can be. No one's darker than me. I was like, period. <laughs> so, okay, so she's meeting this little cute guy, right? He's trying real hard to get to know Raven. And Raven's like, I don't know if I trust this guy. And she's literally getting messages from Trigon. How is it that Trigon is really being like, girl, he's a snake. Yeah, Trigon is telling her not to trust him. And she's, again, she can read minds. And then she knows that he's up to something, but she doesn't really know what, you know? I don't know. Come on, Raven. We know better than this. But, you know, she just had amnesia. She's getting chocolate. It's whatever. So. Um, And then every, literally, you really think for the longest time, except for ob- the obvious demonic influence of Trigon, this book seems so normal. Like, they're going out. They're getting coffees. They go to a little witch store. This witch reads Raven's fortune, and the fortune was fucked up. She, yeah. she was like, mm, it seems like you're having a lot of dreams. Mm, seems like you're having emotional upheaval. Raven gets pissed. She's like, uh-uh. And then, in chapter 10, T.T. Natalia goes to the cemetery in the dead of night. And what I really like, I don't know if you noticed this at the beginning of this chapter, you see Max and Max literally has on um, her pajamas and eye mask and she's wearing a bonnet. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. Like you almost never see. um, Well, when you get the few black characters in comics that you do, they're never just it's never realistic. Like they're never shown how black people relax casually because you may not know this because you're a white man, but when I'm hanging around my my black besties, when I tell you that bonnet be on, what I think is weird though is that they said that uh, Natalia she was going to the St. Louis Cemetery Number One, and because I'm stupid, I really thought that meant that she was going to Missouri. <laughs> like I was like, did she drive to Missouri in the dead of night? That's how serious this was because Raven is starting. Because she's coming into her powers now and things are kind of going wrong. Raven's shadow or her soul self is coming out in the form of a shadow, which is a giant Raven. So, like, Natalia sees this and she's like, oh, things are not kind of going well. The fact that she saw it and then, first of all, Raven saw it and was like, what's going on? And Natalia saw it and was like, eep. And then Max was like, what happened? And she was like, nothing. (laughs) She told them quite casually to stay in a child's place. She was Mm -hmm. like, nope. Mm -mm." So it's really good, though, because... 
um, you like at this point, you don't really know anything's going up with Natalia and Max. You think that they're kind of normal, right? But then when she starts going to the cemetery and she's praying to the Loas, you're like, this is not a normal person. Well, I mean, it is no. normal, but I was, I was like, Sorry. oh, okay, so she, she, I should say is, average person. It's not ex- an average person. She's not a normie. Yeah, this bitch got powers. Is what's happening. Period. And you know what? She's she's asking Papa Legba. You know, she said she's at a crossroads, and she was like, "A girl's life is at stake." But I didn't notice that she had all these supplies with her because when she came out there, she had a bottle of rum and some candles, mm-hmm. and I don't know what else she had with her. But I was like, "Where did this come from?" We know all this stuff. This is some voodoo magic. I'm telling you, this is a bad bitch out here. She and it this. was because I was like, I was like, oh, obviously, once once they said she was going to consult with the Loas, I was like, oh, so she is like does voodoo. I was like, okay, cool, 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 cool. But she she went to her family mausoleum, and she she asked all of her ancestors. She said the mothers, the grandmothers, the sisters, aunts, nieces, and daughters to give give her strength, and then she asked them to come and fight with her. Um, well, not to fight with her, but to stand with her, be- like against evil. And she was like, "I don't, I can't win if I fight alone." And I was like, "Period." And I kind of, I didn't notice this the first time that I read the book, even though I do own it and I have read it a couple times. I actually didn't realize it until just now. But when she asked, the mausoleum cracks. Mm-hmm. Well, so they were like, on. "We got you." That's later on because she visits the, the the mausoleum the first time, and she's trying to figure out what's happening because she. No, like, this is the first time. I'm literally looking at it. She like the first time it cracks. I was like, that was like, yes. But the first, the first time nothing really happens except for the crack. But the second time they were like, demon. I thought it was the second. Either way. So yeah, either way, she's like sitting there and she's asking for help. And then that happens. And then Raven is asleep at this point and a bird shows up, you know, a bird shows up while she's praying to the, her ancestors. The next morning, Raven wakes up and she's like, was little auntie in the cemetery last night? Because I think she was. And then Max goes to ask her mom. And she's like, mama, you got to cool it. You got to either tell me what's going on or tell Raven. And she's like, you know, I'm really not sure. And she's like, look, because Raven saw you. She thinks it was a dream, but she saw you. Yeah. And then mama's like, oh, that's astral projection. She's getting her powers quick. Because at this point, after, you know, the car accident that three weeks has passed, this all happens within a few days. Like, it's coming on fast. And then it's it's funny that I didn't even seem to notice that they were, like, at the end of the school year. They were like, oh, she's going to finish her senior year. I thought they meant she was going to start it. Um, No, because they're already at the point where it's prom. Like, it's literally prom. Also noted, there's some old white man following this girl around. Uh, Raven, and we don't know who this man is at this. Except point. that we do, because it's an old white man with a, what do you call those things that pirates have? An eye patch. He has a yeah. beard and an eye patch. And so I was you, like, Slade, if you don't get your motherfucking ass. Yeah, if you know, you know, you know. And I was, and you know, I don't know what it is, but something about Slade gives me per vibes. So I was like, of course, you sitting up following around some young girl in the street, especially at the end of the book. Whenever, oh, that's spoilers. Okay, we'll get there. Whenever we get there. we'll get there. Um, but so they go through and they're like, oh, you know, prom, everything's happening. Obviously, Raven and Tommy are like, we're going to the dance. But this is a feminist school, Andrew. Uh, girl, this was a feminist school. Because the girls asked the boys to the dance by spending money on these flowers. I said it was feminist as a joke because I was pissed off. Do you know how mad I would have I would be if I had to buy a flower to ask you to prom? Honestly, I thought that shit was tacky. 
Yes, it's very tacky. It's a, it, they said, they, show your power, buy a flower. They voted out, like, promposals because they got, thought guys were doing too much. And their solution was, like, girls buy flowers and then they give it. It was, like, very mean girls. You know how they would give the cards in the middle of class and, like, it was, like, what the fuck did it say? No, I don't remember what mean girls. This is it embarrasses people. And they were, like, I kind of missed the promposals. But you know what? Having been out of high school almost, like, 10 years I do not miss promposals. I hate, we went to high school in Texas too. So we're like, we've seen like moms graduate. If you don't know what a graduation mom is, count your blessings. But if you've never had to hear tinkling bells down the school hallway, just because it's homecoming, you are lucky. You're living a charmed life. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram to see what a mom is. Uh, You'll be disappointed. And then, um, so these two, a little side note, these two girls, um, Lily and Lola, um, I guess they're dating. And Lola sends Lily a uh, a, a flower card to ask little, her to prom. Yeah, the little bitch who was, like, giving the cards out or flowers out. She's like, um, this says it's to you, Lily, but does, it, does this come from you? Did you send this to yourself? Because you can't do that. Only a guy can send you a flower. Wait, you said a guy can't send you a rose. And then Lola is like, a guy didn't send it. And then she's like, you want to go to the dance with me? And she's like, yes. And then the girl is sitting there like, she made that face. And she said, let me say this as a quote. I'm I'm quoting exactly. She said, I'm not as small minded as some people at this school. I have gay friends. Y'all must know Andrew and Tyler from Pritchard. And Lola's like, of course we do. She said, really? And they said, no. Do you think there's a weekly LGBT meeting where we all hang out? And that part really just made me laugh because I had never really thought about it before. Like, I was like, bitch. And then I just moved on. But your name is actually Andrew. Yeah. This little blonde bitch gets mad and walks away. So I love that part. I'm not even going to lie to you. It was so funny. It's always people have something to say like that. I'm not as small minded as other people. So at this point, though. Um, Max has the friend named E-Man. It's uh, I don't know what it is. It's E-Man, Amon, something like that. I, I don't know, but he wants he when I tell you he wants to be Mister Max Navarro so bad. He's trying so hard. Also, should be noted that Maxine is a good sister, right? Because she has a book and she's reading up on amnesia and she's trying all these like techniques so that way Raven will remember her past before the accident. And it's so sweet. And she's trying all these things on Amon, E-Man. And it's so sweet. She's a good sister, right? And E-Man's only putting up with it because he wants to be Mr. Maxine. Bad. I, 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 you know, and when I tell you Max is not having it, but it's not because... It's not because she never even says if she doesn't like him or whatever. She just says they can't be together because of her powers. We find out later. But she's like, she's like, listen, I got things going on. I don't feel like talking, Raven. You're not the only person who's got a life. And I was like, thank you. Put her in check, ma'am. I think that she liked E-Man, though, because I don't know if you noticed, but he was always showing up with a fresh cut every single day to school. Oh, he was was such a cute little boy. It was perfect every single time. I was like, she's feeling it. You can tell she's feeling it. And you know he did that to impress her, too. I mean, I'm just like, assuming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we have no backstory on this guy, but this is where I'm going with it. But And when when she notices that things are actually about to go down kind of towards the prom, she's like, okay, I'm going to prom. E-man, you coming with me? And he was like, what? And she was like, as friends, though, we don't need to make it complicated. And he's like clearly fed up. He's like, of course, why would anything between us ever not be complicated? I was like, dang. 
like it's like it's funny that he still agreed to go which you know i tell you all the time that i don't think men have any self-respect because because i'll like you can say the craziest things to a man they'll be like i ain't then yeah so i mean and at this point raven and tommy have been getting on like they've been feeling each other you know and because she's happy trigon is like getting closer to getting freed from his little chakra gym cage just literally crazy. literally on natalia she goes to the cemetery again and she's like she talks she tries to go to her sister's grave and she's like hey i was visiting our ancestors you know i need to know what i'm up against and then somehow she gets like demon from this she's like i don't know what's going on and then you see trigon he said it is almost time and again, I, I read that in my Kevin Michael Richardson voice and I laughed again because all I could think was, mm, so raw. <laughs> and then yeah. Max and Max and Natalia, they have a whole conversation about how they how about how Natalia thinks that part of Raven's soul is a bird. Yeah. And they because talk she keeps about seeing birds everywhere. And then Raven's the one thing that's protecting Raven from Trigon escaping is her giant bird shadow. Because every time that her powers start acting up, kind of, and she starts feeling a little bit evil, which is Trigon talking to her. Her soul giant, is like, mm. Yeah, giant bird no, comes out in the form of a shadow. And it it's what's protecting her at this point. It's her soul self that's protecting her. And even if you look, because it goes, uh, Max and Raven are walking down the street. And then Maxine's like, hey, this little creepy old man's following us. Like, don't turn around, but I swear this man's following us. And then she's like, oh, psych, he stopped walking. Like, he's not following us anymore but they turn around and this creepy old man which again is Slade is talking to Tommy which is Raven's little love interest in this so you know this man's up to some shady shit though first of all as soon as I saw Slade I didn't trust Tommy I was like "Mm -mm." and because Raven didn't trust Tommy either Trigon didn't trust Tommy like come on the fact that your demon dad is the voice of reason he was like "Mm -mm, don't do it and they go through, like, they show you the whole prom. I was like, okay. Like, it's nice. Most of this, it's exactly what I've been saying I wanted from a superhero comic for years. Like, I, can these people just live their regular lives a little bit, please? It was very slice of life. Because we even have a scene where she Raven goes dress shopping for prom with her friends, with Maxine and Maxine's friends, who are now her friends. It's so cute. With Maxine, uh, Lily and Lola. Lily and Lola, yeah. And it's really cute. Because she's so happy. She's, like, trying on dresses, and she finds the perfect one, which is, of course, black. Because they were like, I don't know if this is going to be Raven style. And she was like, shut your eyes up, because I love it. Yeah, she goes, that's too girly for Raven. Raven's like, is it, though? Cause Cause, and I'm like, in Raven's in Raven's thought bubble, because at first she was like, oh, do you think it's too much? Out loud. But in her thoughts, she was like, because I love it. And then she tries it on and they're like, it's so cute. And it was a really nice dress. Like the art in this, beautiful, again. And then Max picks up this jacket. (laughs) Half of it's not even colored and it's still beautiful. And then Max picks up that jacket. And it's like covered in ravens. It's so gorgeous. And I, um, I just, I don't know. I really liked it so far. And then we get to the, obviously the point of betrayal, which is prom night. Have you noticed that everything in teen stuff goes down on prom night? Like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, <laughs> I think Even- they're at prom when all the vampires start attacking. We end up at the cemetery again with Anatalia, and she's like at the mom's grave again. And she's like, what wait, am I wait. protecting her from? And then she was like, okay, then she starts getting signs. There's lightning. lightning. I, there's no rain. But then you look up 
and on her grave, tell me why it's Archangel Michael slaying a demon. And she's like, oh, shit. Because Aunt Natalia can communicate with the dead perfectly. You know, she's talking to them because she's a voodoo priestess. She knows, you know. She's, look, she got it on like, what does she call herself? She said she's the the mother of souls. I was like, damn. And then it starts, when I tell you immediately after she's like, I got to help Raven. It starts going left. Like, she sees the little boy talking to Slade. Trigon is on her ass. He's like. You Her and the resist. spirits all figured it out. They now know what's going down. You know, they know that this guy is working for. Well, we'll go back to the slate guy in a minute. But like, they know Trigon's trying to break through, which is a huge thing, right? Okay, first of all, at the dance, it was really cute because the two little lesbians, Lola and what what was it? Lily, one? Lola and Lily, they run off, and then she's like, "I had we want to go dance," and she's like, "As long as I get to lead this time." And I was like, "Period, good for you." Like the whole little dance, it's only a couple of pages, like. Where it's only really a couple of pages of dance content, and it's so cute. Like I, I think it. it's like them getting ready for the dance at the beginning of uh, chapter fourteen, like where all their dates come, or well, yeah. two of the dates were already there because Lily and Lola are a couple. But you see, uh, the E Man and Tommy, they're there too. I was like, okay, and you know, I need to tell you taking pictures. There's a moment where they're even putting their makeup on together and Raven's like, I need them to teach me how to do this because they're so good at it. It's like, it's very, just her being a teenager at 17. She's only 17 in this. And like, it. It, it does kind of make like the regular Teen Titans so sad because it's like, there's no happiness in their lives. I've been saying that we need calmer superhero content like this for years. Like that superhero thing is just what I do on the weekends. And after I finish my homework, like I'm living my life. When we get back into the comic book, Raven is literally sitting at this poor dance when she's getting her memories back from Trigon, losing her mind. She's sitting there crying. She's getting a headache. She's like, uh 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 you well, find out that her that though. This is why um like her powers break through is because uh what is his name? Tommy. Tommy wants to go like have a private talk with her so they can go so they walk off and they're like in the hallway on the other side of the whole fucking school but she's like they they kiss and she's like oh hold on you know i'll be right back i just have to freshen up well she she can because he's trying to have a serious conversation you he's like you i'm not who i say i am and she's like me neither what's up and so she kisses him to like shut him up because she's feeling it and that makes her really happy which is the final bit that trigon needs to break through is because like that was like overwhelming emotion she felt butterflies in her stomach she's like oh this is what this is like like wait but that's not actually why trigon broke through because she sees him talking to slade and slade is like you were supposed to get her to trust you. You're not supposed to fall for her. And then she's, that's when the headache is like kicking up to 10. And then Slade says, he's like, listen, I don't care what you care about. I care about getting paid. Um, and then Trigon is like, oh, your happiness gave me the strength I needed. I'll make so she, pay. Yeah, she kissed him. She runs away to the bathroom because she's starting to get that headache. And then, then like, she's like hearing him talk to Slade in the hallway. She can kind of see what's happening. And she's like, that like makes her hella depressed. All that emotion, right? That's what Trigon needs. He was like, oh, thank you. And that's how he breaks through. And I was like, damn, like that shit is sad. So it starts off like really good. You're like, this is just Raven having a good, well, shitty life at first. But like her life is getting better. And then like, it's good. And now it's like action. Bam, here it all comes. Trigon's breaking through. And then what I think was really, really crazy about it is that you find out when Raven's getting all her memories back that, like, her mom was um, 
that her first mom, Arella, was like, was like, you can't have this baby. You know, she gave the baby to a priest. The Her mom, Vivian, took the baby. Trigon, first of all, Trigon looks so ugly and stumpy. <laughs> was standing in this child's nursery he's like i've come for the child and vivian is like uh you gonna have to kill me first and i know you can't so she imprisons trigon in in the necklace and then just puts the necklace away like out of sight out of mind and she like raises raven to like try and be control her emotions and just be calm and then you see like raven growing up um just from being a child to being like a young adult and she's like constantly worried and stressed and upset mm-hmm. and she's like she's like listen you i know it's hard but you can't be upset and she's like or scared or happy or excited and i feel like as a kid i we really did not pay too much attention to the switched episode of teen titans when raven is explaining her powers and she's like listen i know it's hard to understand but this is all for a good reason and it's it's just funny to see different versions of raven come to the same conclusion where she's like hey listen I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm having a great time. I love you guys. But I can't love you guys. I, no, I love you very much, but I, I cannot crack it. a smile. Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, that's like one of the most miserable existences, right? Like, not and, have an emotion. I am the most emotive person I know, even though I say everything like the exact same way. I could be telling you a story about how somebody died last week in this exact same voice. Um, but my face goes crazy and I just can't imagine having to like not have feelings, but also the one highlight of this whole sad part is that you find out that Raven is like a big Wonder Woman fan in the background because when she's a little kid and she's yeah. crying, she's holding a Wonder Woman doll. And then when she's her and her mom are arguing, there's a Wonder Woman poster in the background. Anyway, why, but that's why though, because Maxine decorates her room before Raven gets to her uh, to you know before raven like moves in like maxine decorates raven's room for her and she puts up wonder woman posters on the wall did you see that i i am seeing it now i just flipped back because i didn't even notice the poster i saw the yeah. one that's like the film the future one and just different just different goofy stuff I'm but you, maxine was a good sister like, but you know what stuff. it's not like this came out of nowhere either because they have a teen titans go episode uh where they all dress up as justice league members and Raven dresses up as Wonder Woman. So I was like, oh, we've got a precedent. Miss Raven must love Wonder Woman. Well, again, Raven is insanely powerful. Magic everywhere, right? And Wonder Woman loves magic, too. You know? And just plus saying. Diana is just that bitch. I mean, how do you not love her, right? Period. And so Trigon oh. is really trying to break through into the world. And Auntie Natalia, she's like, get away from my niece. I was like, period and they show the silhouette of her walking in to like this random side hallway of the school so i really gotta know how they knew that they were there exactly well she's but, got the spirits helping her you oh know? yeah she brings all every ancestor with her to this fight because they see Trigon. Trigon. they see trigon coming through so she brings everybody up here they're they're coming to fight now and when i tell you all of their ancestors they come out and i was wondering why they were so stylish and I could because they are all slaying if you look at all the outfits <laughs> yeah. i did from not realize that these were their funeral clothes probably from the dawn of time they were looking good very first but these name? are navarros the very first navarro was out here like looking good <laughs> good with a t on the end but i really like how um 
Piccolo, well, he lives in Brazil, so I'm, I assume he's seen a lot of Black people in his life. But there's a lot of diversity in, like, the faces. Like, they all kind of look related, but they're not the exact same. Like, there's wrinkles on the mm-hmm. older people. Um, the young girl has a doll. And they all have these, like, oh, well, not all of them, but a lot of them have, like, big hats. Black people are really good for hats. And they, they all look, like, different, but together. The, the fashions change, but there's, like, a few consistencies, like, among different eras. Um, yeah. And the again- hair. The art is just so good like it's so good and which i can also see why it took so long to make this now because like you just said so many little details like that that takes a lot of work like a lot of work and they didn't have time to draw a banishing circle so all their ancestors gathered around them and they were like we'll make the circle i got this and they all start trying to cast the demon out I, they were killing it and they were like raven we need your help uh, Max can't do it alone, Raven. And her her mom was literally like, "Come on, Raven, we got this." I was like, "Period." Yeah, her dead mom came up to fight. Like she was not fucking around with this demon, y'all. Look, th- listen. The ancestors they got this. They were they Raven stepped in. The Raven's soul self, the big bird, came out. Well, also Maxine is here, and Max. Maxine can channel the power of all the spirits too. So she showed up. What what did she say her name was? Soulstorm. She showed up as Soulstorm, channeling all these spirits' powers. It's beautiful. But one thing that I never noticed or I thought was really strange, you know when you see something weird and you're like, oh, and then you just move on? Yeah. Okay, when she first pulls out the necklace from the box, well, it's in an ornate little jewelry box and it's in a box of her crap. Um, there's a little note inside that says, I will not let you go into the unknown alone or something like that. And her mom actually says it when all the ancestors are there and she's trying to like charge Raven up. She's like, listen, I got you. And then at the end, it's, I think it's like the last words in the book. Yeah, I will not let you go into the unknown alone. And then if you flip to the end of the book, Max says it to her. I did not know that. That's so, but, huh, that's so good. And then um, as they get through the rest of the battle, Raven starts taking over. Trigon is like, you belong to me. And Raven says, I belong to me. And she does this huge, like huge panel that's just covered of like Raven letting all of her power fly. Well, it's like her soul attacking Trigon, the souls of the Navarro ancestors. They're, um, they're trying to banish him or well to weaken him so that he can be banished. Raven throws him right back on into the necklace. And I was like, get. Yeah, he says, what are you going to do with me? None of y'all can beat me. And Raven's like, pretty sure I can. It throws the necklace down. Somehow puts him back in the necklace because magic is weird. But the thing about it that was so interesting is that Kevin Garcia said that she wanted to do a whole series about the Teen Titans. The reason why Raven reformed the Teen Titans in the 80s was to fight Trigon. And... um as the story like concludes um you see raven about to be well first of all she tells tommy that he's a little bitch and then you know because he is and then max starts explaining her and her mom's powers to raven and raven decides she's gonna go on a little road trip to to find a way to vanquish trigon i really wanted to use the word vanquish and so i've like (laughs) low-key been waiting all episode i just (laughs) 
I was really excited. I couldn't even hold it in. Um, so she's like, okay, I'm gonna find a way to vanquish Trigon. And since this is gonna be a series about the Teen Titans, like going over into Teen Titans Beast Boy and um into Teen Titans Beast Boy Loves Raven, and who knows what comes next. But I really hope it's Starfire because that's my girl, or Cyborg because that's my boy, or you know, Robin, because that's my boy, or you know, Wonder Girl, because that's my girl. <laughs> I know. So even after that fight's over, though, they all go home and go to bed after she's explained their powers, right? That was after. Yeah, like, well, they go home and go to bed. And like the next, it's like the very next day, Raven was like, yep, yeah, um, I'm going to leave. There was a note at the door that was like, this is to Raven. So she reads it and she, it's. He fucking... said, I know how to, f- to stop Trigon Slade. Five, 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 three, two, one, two, zero, four, zero. I wonder <laughs> what happens if number. you call that number. We'll try that. But so we don't she doesn't know that Slade Wilson is the guy following her around. She just knows it's a creepy guy. And well, no, she so. does know that he's the guy following her around. Oh, yeah. No, she knows he's the guy following her around because Tommy, when he's like, oh, Slade isn't really my uncle. Um, I, oh. He works for this shadow organization that took me in when my parents died. Like he explained yeah. the whole thing. It just was like. That's what I was going to say, though. You how you said uh, Slade Wilson kind of pedophile yeah he ran an organization that picked up well he didn't run the organization they're paying him for organization exactly that was picking up kids that's his mission to go pick up teenagers yeah and he picked up tommy as a kid okay okay something about that they don't say right in my spirit same you know i don't know fuck slade wilson that's where we're at and tommy too because he sat there trying to pretend like i'm sorry raven i actually really liked you and she's like boy boy He's he's like, I don't want to hurt you. She's like, you already did. You want to get locked in the chakra gym too? I'm on it today. Like, don't try me right now. Exactly. Because like, why would you try that the very next day? I mean, the very next moment. You couldn't even wait till the next morning until I had some rest. Like, did you not just see all, all my ancestors, my adopted ancestors walk up in the school? You didn't see what I could do? I put a demon, the biggest demon. The demon. Gym. Like, are you ready? Are you ready? Like, really, you're going to try to say sorry now? Bitch. In a very Justin Bitch. Bieber way, it's too late to say sorry. That's it. <laughs> that. <laughs> is... Man, it was good, though. I liked it because it ends with Raven going off to try to find Slade because she's like, if somebody can help me, I need to find this somebody. I might be a trap, might not be. I don't know, but I know I can't live with a demon in a gym on my chest because she has the ch- necklace back. First of all, she put it right back on. She was like, it's the safest thing to do. Well, also, though, whenever she first puts the necklace on, like whenever she clips it together, there's like a little magic spark, right? So I, I assume that she can't just take it off, right? I'm pretty sure it's stuck once you clip it on. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not, because you know how mad I would be. <laughs> like, what if Raven was getting freaky? Like, adult Raven. Not, I don't support teenagers getting busy. But, like, what if you're trying to get freaky and your demon dad is like, stop this at once. It's just, I was just like, I hate that that's where my mind went, but, like, he, like, it's yeah, like I every do. moment she relaxes, he's like, hey. What a do, it- baby boo. I was going to say resistance is futile. Um, But here you are with what it do, baby boo. I don't know. And then I was right. Like she she tells Max, you don't have to share the same parents to be sisters, just the same heart. And Max says, I will not let you go into the unknown alone. And they don't nowhere in this book have they ever explained that. But it's happened three times. Either way, it happened three times, though, right? Exactly. And three is a magic number. I didn't know that that happened. Uh, three times in this book, though, so I'm gonna have to like 
I'm not gonna go reread it just for that. But that's really good. I like that they did that. Like it's like small touches, you know. And it was it was honestly like really cool. Um, it's a really way to, a really good way to introduce the character to young readers to get people into mm-hmm. comic books. What I really like about the DC Ink and the DC whatever their other imprint is for the middle grade readers, they've been getting more kids to read comics than ever. Like with uh, Green Lantern Legacy. Um, which I think we should review soon because it's really good. And the next book comes out in, I think, April or May of next year. Um, And just various other projects, including ones that I think are really horrible, like I Am Not Starfire, or ones that I thought were, like, really cringy, but I would read them again, like Gotham High. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know. I just... I'm excited to see more kids reading comic books because I honestly thought that this was, like, a hobby or a, a love that would die out with people our age because... (laughs) <laughs> and now look at us with the podcast talking about it like it didn't <laughs> die out it's like it's like one of those things where it's like the goth person and the mom's like it's just a phase but like it was never a phase this isn't a phase mom <laughs> that was a whole tiktok trend it was all <laughs> like the quote-unquote ex-emos and look at us now look at us now with our comic book podcast comes full circle i suppose either way though i thought this was a great story and it is a very good intro to um obviously their own branch of the universe that they're creating with the teen titans and i'm really excited for this even though there's only two issues out right now the next one comes out next month in september well they're not really issues like single issue comics they're full graphic novels and i think both of them are like 140 ish pages yeah you're right my bad but either way i think i love that the story that they're telling i'm excited to see it keep going and i've I'm really excited for this Beast Boy Loves Raven because I'm halfway through fucking Teen Titans Beast Boy right now. <laughs> I'm excited for it too, but that's just because literally I, I read Teen Titans Raven as soon as it came out. Um, I actually lost my copy of Teen Titans Beast Boy, but I was too stubborn to buy another one. So I had to wait like two months before I found it again. So then I devoured that. And now I've like had to wait like eight months. Yeah, I love it though. I can't wait. So I've been reading them all on like DC Infinite. That that thing that you pay for where you read unlimited comic books. It's oh, you mean that thing that you pay for where I read unlimited comic books? That thing that I pay for where we both read unlimited comic books. <laughs> but, you know, it's really good. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm going to keep... As soon as I finished reading Raven, I had to pick up Beast Boy because I was like, I had, like I'm loving it. Because it told, like I said before, it told such a good story of Raven just being a teenager. And then it still had the action of a superhero too, you know? So it gives you everything that a lot of people should want if they don't want it they should i loved it so basically if you don't like this you're wrong that's what you're saying andrew that's exactly what i'm saying if you didn't like this story then don't even talk to me and don't tell me because you're stupid that's it period that reminds me of (laughs) ellen chanted you're stupid and you don't know what you're talking about (laughs) that's exactly where i'm at with this it was great i loved all of it and like previously said um they it's not colored. Like, this whole thing is mostly gray and black and white, right? But then they know exactly where to put colors to make it, like, important. Like, Trigon, every time he shows up, it's bright red. Takes up the whole screen. His eyes are bright yellow. You know this is important. Wait, right? he takes up the whole screen except for when he's in that nursery. Because when I tell you guys, he is the squattest, ugliest little creature. <laughs> he's he's like a six-foot-tall goblin is what's happening there. <laughs> and he's hunched over. So I'm like, why is he so compressed? Like, it was just such a funny joke. <laughs> It was like such a, a funny show. Yeah, he looks like a damn troll that lives under the bridge. You know what I mean? Like, pay the toll. For the troll. For the troll. <laughs> it was, I liked it. Because bars, bars. <laughs> bars. 
<laughs> you know, I moonlight as a rapper myself. Man. But yeah, that's all I've got. I would, you know, 10 out of 10, beautiful the whole way through. I am excited to finish reading Beast Boy. I'm excited for Beast Boy Loves Raven. I'm excited to see what happens next. I am into this universe that they're doing. Love it. Okay, well, I guess that's all for this week's episode of True Believers. And we'd like to say a special thank you to everyone again who has been sharing because you guys are amazing. Thank you so much. We love you so much. Um, Even like, y'all are great. Y'all are just great. Thank you. So special thank you to Bailey, who has been sharing us on every single social media that she has. You are wonderful. Thank you. And at Ink by Hand on Instagram has been sharing us as well. So thank you. And, you know, Brenda. I know you probably don't want us to share your social medias, but you are a beautiful woman and you are so sweet. Thank you so much for everything. And thank you for listening and for supporting us. We will see you next Wednesday, September 1st, where we will be doing a deep dive into the comic book history of martial arts master Shang-Chi, mere days before his Marvel Cinematic Universe debut in Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We are available on all major streaming platforms except for funky-ass Pandora. Mm -hmm. And if you like this show please leave us a review and continue sharing with your friends. It really helps us a lot. And as always, if you want to leave a suggestion on what we read or watch, you can find and DM us on Instagram at True Believers Pod and on Twitter at True Believers P. Or you can even email us at onetruebelieverspod at gmail.com. Yeah, so follow us on Instagram to see these moms and follow us on Twitter because I have been tweeting about Raven before we even reading this. So it's all in our show notes. Follow us. Thank you guys again. Wait, actually, we're not going to Instagram the moms. It's going to be on Twitter, so follow us. Bye. Yeah, it'll be on Twitter. Bye.